Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business for the past 28 years. Today we have a special guest on here. As you know, I've done a couple different interviews and today I'm going to interview my neighbor. He's been next to me here at Maxwell's for 11 years now and he's been back here longer than me. And his name is Shelby Creech, and he owns Musul, and he instructed my daughter for a little bit. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about what he does and how he stays motivated in the industry and why he feels like it is so needed in today's environment with obesity and uh, maybe lack of discipline or whatever, however he wants to word it. So uh, without further ado, let me introduce Shelby. Hello, Shelby. Howdy. Greetings and salutations. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing well. So, um, tell everybody a little bit about your your business, your business model, your um, you know, ultimately what you do and how long you've been doing it and all that. All right. Um, so, like you mentioned earlier, I'm owner of uh, Muscle Martial Arts, and we teach um, hybrid martial martial art. We do have a Taekwondo program for the kids and. We do teach traditional Taekwondo along with sport Taekwondo. And we add in some takedowns and throws from Hapkido, which is the other martial art that I instruct. Also in the Hapkido program, we started adding Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In fact, that's where I was coming from now is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. So I go and I train with those guys uh, two or three times a week. And they have an affiliate school down in Vero Beach, which is... a about two hours south of us and I head down there and train with them um, there's a real high-ranking master down there to help with the with the jiu-jitsu part of my martial arts training uh, the hapkido traditionally was a lot of throwing and takedowns and stuff like that and a little bit of the ground and uh, I've seen over the years with the uh, rise of the UFC and uh, YouTube there's a lot of YouTube black belts out there uh, the importance of learning how to get to your feet from the ground. So uh, for me, my, my number one goal at Mosul Martial Arts is self-defense. We're not an overly big competition school. However, we have placed people on the world team in Taekwondo and um, world military team um, as well. And we've had students compete in Korea and Turkey and Germany. Uh, I was on the national team in 93. Originally when I got into the martial arts, um, I was a doughy little 12-year-old boy that was getting his backside handed to him every day in the neighborhood and I needed something for confidence and this was about 85 and Karate Kid came out in 84 so naturally I saw the Karate Kid and kind of looked at type, uh, martial arts tournaments as a means of self-defense which is not 100% accurate. There's sport, type, sport martial arts, whether it be Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, Taekwondo, karate and then there's self-defense martial arts whether it be the same martial arts i just mentioned and my hapkido program especially because we do a little bit older older kids and adults and that uh, we really want to work on what if you get attacked in the back alley how do you defend yourself and self-defense means a whole different type of workout than than the sport part so that, that's our number one goal um, we have a very bad business model and the fact that, um, you know, if I want to get rich, I guess I'd sell ice cream and pizza. But about 1% make black belt. 
um, in a world where everyone wants to be a black belt. There's schools around town that if you pay your monthly dues and you pay your testing fees, you get your black belt and three years or less guaranteed. Uh, our school is um, you show up, attendance, you have the proper attitude. Um, you know, you come in, you, you wear your gi or your dobok, whatever you want to call it. It's dobok in Korean, gi in Japanese, and we kind of do different types of martial arts, so they kind of go hand in hand. Is that the clothing, like the, the, the white, the yeah. robe, like Joanna, my daughter, went to Shelby, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's the, it's the uniform. Okay. And, uh, you know, you bow in, and you, you say yes sir, no sir to the instructors that want to hear yes sir, no sir, and yes and no for people like me. I, I'm, not, I'm not big on the, sir, yes sir, type of martial arts. I'm big on, all right, look me in the eye, and say yes or no, um, kind of real world stuff. Um, if you're talking to your grandfather or whatever, yes, this should be a yes sir or a no sir. Or you're talking to a police officer, it's a yes sir or no sir. But for, for if you're smart, if you're smart, yeah, <laughs> it's not that I pay your salary. Um, yeah. They love to hear that here. Yeah. Um, so my, my, you know, so I'm big into respect, but not not the over the top marine. You know, I'm not. Um, I'm not training Marines. However, we have had a lot of black belts go into the military, um, some for competition and some for uh, to be a warrior. I just actually, my um, one of my instructors next door that instructed for me for three years, he just became a Marine this past week and got married. Nice. So big good changes. Week. Yeah, good week for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so going back, um, so if you have the attendance and you have the attitude, the aptitude will come. And it, it's kind of like a byproduct of attendance and attitude. And we have some students that have perfect attendance and a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. And um, a good aptitude even because they do show up, but they just, they, they don't follow the code like they should. And they don't move up in belts. Right. Um, we have some students that um, they do really good here and they're good at home, but they go to school and they spaz out and the teacher has to sign off on their testing. And so that might prevent them from testing. So, so the teacher signs off on the testing for you. Yes. So they have to show, oh, that's good. That's pa parent as well. Yeah. Parent and teacher has nice. to sign off. And, and that's to move up each belt. Yes. Each. Okay. Especially in our Taekwondo program where we have a lot of little kids, mm -hmm. the adults, you know, we don't make the spouse sign off on <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe we should, yes. Uh, so, about 1% make black belt. And out of the 1% that make black belt, um, you know, the 1% make black belt, we'll put them in a category and there's 100 of them. Maybe three will make a second degree or third degree. So, I tell the students there, there are two types of people here. There's students that train in the martial arts, which means they come, they train for a set period of time, they learn some skills. Uh, they're able to defend themselves intelligently, and then they, then they move on. And of course, it, it deteriorates your knowledge, skills. It deteriorates because your mind's a muscle, and if you don't work it out and, and you get that muscle memory, it's going to deteriorate. But you still have a better than average chance in a street fight if you know some basic self-defense, right. even if it's not. It only makes sense. Right. And then we have martial artists that are lifetime. Um, I've been doing it since 85. Um, I don't think I've ever stopped. Uh, there was seven weeks where I couldn't work out during the COVID mm -hmm. and I was going crazy. I was still researching things and in my backyard working on, on different right. techniques and stuff, but training with other people just wasn't there. And that's right. We couldn't. Yeah, that was um, dark times. It <laughs> Hopefully they did not return. I agree. We were we were in there together. Yes, yes. 
So um, my daughter took, it was Hapkido, correct? Yes, and, and you were really big on teaching self-defense with that. So talk a little bit about that with the girls, with the females. I think it's such a great idea. I think, well, I, it doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, I think self-defense is important for everybody. And I think we would have a lot less would have a lot less trauma in the world or drama, trauma and drama in the world if everyone were if everyone did train some basic knowledge in self-defense. Uh, girls are very important to learn self-defense and then you have the argument, well, if if a guy attacks a little girl, so the girl weighs 125 pounds and the guy weighs 225. So you're looking at 100 pounds. Can the girl defend herself? Defense, yes. Can the girl beat him in a fight? I maybe. It depends on the girl, I guess. But self-defense is different than fighting. And this is another thing I tell my students: I don't teach you how to fight. The only people I teach teach to fight um, is when we do a mil we have a military contract. We teach to fight because they're warriors and they need to fight. Police officers, to a certain extent, most of theirs are self-defense as well. But we do teach some of the more I, here's what you need to do if your back's against the wall. And then with our regular students, we teach self-defense. Right? Someone's attacking you, your number one goal is to get away. That's your number one goal. It's not sit there and fight. Right. You're, you're not a police officer, you're not military. It's to break the hold, get out of there. Now, if you need to punch them in the nose first, that may. We had a, we had a girl named Lisa, and she made it all the way up to Orangeville. And she, she had to quit, she got cancer. And she was um, at the hospital where she gets her chemo done, and she's getting into a car, and she puts her key into the lock, which when she told me the story, I was like, who doesn't have automatic locks now? Well, I have a Jeep now that doesn't have automatic locks, so I, I feel her pain. But she's putting her key in, in to the door, and a guy grabs her from behind. This is at the hospital? At the hospital, in the parking wow. lot. Wow. And um, she had noticed him which is part of self-defense is being you know able so she she saw him following up so she was trying she should have went back inside but she chose to go to her car get in her car and leave but the guy grabbed her from behind and she turned around and she did a palm hill strike to the nose and then ran back inside was that self-defense absolutely was that what she trained for absolutely and she made it i mean orange bell was probably six months seven months worth of training so not a whole lot of training there but enough to have the confidence to to feed a guy that's trying to drag her somewhere you know once once they leave this the garage you know it's his game not hers you know so why is it to the nose what what is uh what is impactful about that that works in self-defense better than say the jaw or the eye or the cheek or um the, the eyes are good target okay uh they're small mm -hmm. but they're good target but you hit you hit a good palm hilt to the nose the eyes are going to water. Mm -hmm. The nose is going to start running. Mm -hmm. You may or may not break the nose. The nose is cartilage. It's not really bone. You're not going to right. show it into the brain. Um, right. There's There's been arguments about that forever. I don't think you can shove nose cartilage into the brain. And if you can, it's like one in a billion chance. So I'm not... Even, but if you hit someone in the nose, good solid hit. I mean, just as you're describing it, it makes me kind of like... <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I never thought of that. But like as you're describing it, it makes me think, oh, wow, that would really startle you. Yeah. Drop you. And if you really want to be mean, yeah, and if it doesn't drop him, you hit him once with the nose and then you go back and you hit the eyes right. for a good measure and maybe one to the throat because a throat throat strike right. is I another one that like just... Quiver here. <laughs> is, is there any truth to the shin? Yeah. You, have you ever seen my shins? Like, they are yeah. so messed up. Yeah. 
Oh, I remember Cedric, who worked with you. Yeah. You know, really tough shins. Yeah. Yeah. Is there truth to like, for self-defense, a shin blow will drop somebody? It depends on the shin. Like, if it's the guy that trains Muay Thai that's used to kicking bamboo trees. Right, right, like Cedric. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kick that shin and probably break your foot. Right, right. But the average, you know, the average person, the average martial artist, just someone that has no self-discipline whatsoever that's trained martial arts for three months they know enough not to pick on people right. like that's the one thing that martial arts taught me and i'm six foot five ish almost six foot five 280 pounds this morning yeah, i've never seen you small <laughs> yeah yeah you didn't see me as a three-year-old no <laughs> so the one thing it's taught me is you don't want to mess with people because you don't know i've seen people that doughy looks like they would be a champion of a pie eating contest that just can use their weight and there was a guy and on the taekwondo circuit when i trained named todd tatami he's deceased now he died of a heart attack but he's the size of that door i mean 300 and some odd pounds um probably just under six foot but he could move like he was 125 pounds and he had a spin heel kick that put people to sleep he hit me so hard once that he hit me in the spine so hard once that my legs buckled wow and if you look at him, you're like, well, it's just a fat guy, you know, but you don't, you don't know what, the, and then there's the people that are above 25 that are compact, muscular, you know, they look like an anatomy chart and they're so fast that I get caught by those guys more than I get caught by the heavyweights. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I would imagine that's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's less to hold on to. Yeah. And you know, I can punt them. And, and when I throw them, them yeah. yeah, when I when I throw them, it, it's a good throw. You throw a heavyweight, it's hard, it's it's ugly. But the lightweights, you can toss them. But if they get a hold of an arm, they just have a way of sticking to you, and, and so, or getting on the inside and getting those punches in. So you and I really we, we share a passion for what we do, and um, as I talk a lot about on this podcast, you have such an obesity crisis in this country. How is uh? the martial arts a, a really good defense, lack of a better word, of obesity. I, I mean, I, I believe in it. I yeah. think it helps, like you said, discipline. And uh, so speak on that a little bit about kids. And yeah, my favorite thing to hear from an adult is, um, I'm going to join your school as soon as I get in shape. Mm. That's like saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join first grade as soon as I learn my my addition. Right, right. You know, or my yeah. letters, you know. Right, right. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, martial arts in general, and it depends on the type of martial art, but burns between 500 and 700 calories an hour. And and that's for kids. Yeah. 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 So even probably more for adults, I think, right? Because kids are, you know, lighter. And, yeah. yeah. And I, when I go to another school, I don't wear my, my watch to right. track my... But in my in my school, I wear my watch. Because if someone breaks it, it's on me. And if, if I... And I've never hurt anyone with my watch. Right. But if I hurt someone, it's on my insurance. Then in other schools, they're, they're very oh, defensive. So, that, so there's a rule with that? Yeah. But in there, I'll burn... You know, oh, depends gosh. on what, what I'm doing. If we're doing a hard workout. We're hitting almost... Eight nine hundred calories. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And um, my goal per day is twelve hundred. So there, there's majority of my my. Uh, so it and it all depends on calories in, calories out as well. So right. if I train martial arts and I burn, say I burn five hundred calories, will be will be conservative. And I go to McDonald's and I eat a eight hundred pound or eight hundred pound eight hundred calorie hamburger. Well then. 
I have a surplus of 300 calories. Right. No matter how much I train martial arts or weights or run or right. whatever, I'm right. still going to have that extra 300 pounds of calories that's going to turn into fat or, fat or yeah. muscle. depends yeah. on what my, my yeah. metabolic right. is doing. Is it metabolic rate or yep. Yep. metabolism? Metab- yep. Metabolism. Yep. Yep. So, um, do you find though that once kids start, that they start eating better? Or, like, do you notice that? Like, well, you know, maybe not. What it's white belt, and then it's what? What's next? Green, or? white, yellow, orange, green, and taekwondo green, and hapkido. Okay. And then, um, and taekwondo goes from green, blue, red, black, and then hapkido goes green, purple, brown, black. So that's why I thought green, because I think Joanna had her green. green. Yeah. So. When you start to notice like a dietary change, what like when they're when all of a sudden they don't want to put crap in their body anymore because they're feeling better. It's easier to talk to the teens and adults opposed to the tweens and the kids about right. this. Yeah. Uh, with the tw- with the kids and the tweens, my, my main thing is cut out the sugary drinks. Uh, water should be your main consumption of water um, of Liquids. liquid that yeah. you take in. Yeah. Your body's made up of water. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't seventy percent. Okay, seventy percent. So if if you're dehydrated, and Coca Cola, uh, sweet tea, all that stuff, even non sweet tea, uh, is going to dehydrate you. It has caffeine yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, with that being said, you're not going to get the coffee out of my hands. I'm, I'm going to bite you like my dog would. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> but but um, for the most part, it's it's coffee and water are the two things I drink. So, and the water, you, you can, you can be, you know, you, you don't have to drink just pure tap water. You can throw lemon in it. Or what I like is I like to get the Dasanti, uh, or not Dasanti, but, um, LaCroix yeah, soda water. I got some in there. Yeah. yeah. And you're still hydrating. Right. And it, it, it's almost like a treat. You throw yeah. a lime in that. It tastes good. Yeah. You think you're, you think you're For a sure. upscale. So I start with the kids with that. All right, let's let's cut so out. Let's start with hydration. Hydration. Okay. And then we'll we'll talk about um, snacks. You know, um, red dye number five and sugar is like crack for kids. Right. Right. And so I tell parents, especially the kids that have ADHD, um, and the parents don't want to get them medicated. And I'm not for or against medication. I was a counselor for a while, and I've seen the pros and cons on on, on both sides of that argument. Right. And that's totally up to the parents. With that being said, um, I, I talked to the parents about, okay, you need to get them off the red dye number five and the sugar, um, the, the salty foods, and we work from there. And sometimes the parents listen, sometimes the parents don't. And I have one, stu- I have a couple students right now where we're fixing to purge our school and you know, you can't stay, you can't stay because um, I have one student, his technique, and he's, he's only seven, his technique looks good and he's getting ready for that green belt. Well, in green belt, um, in our Taekwondo program, we start teaching throws. And my argument on this, on why we need to kind of purge the students that aren't mentally focused for green belt, is I can kick somebody in the head and I may or may not knock them out. It's hard to knock someone out with a kick to the head. I may punch them in the face, I may or may not knock them out. But if I take someone and I throw them, full throw, nothing hits harder than the earth. And you can really hurt somebody. So. Um, as, as a martial artist, there's a responsibility for that as well. You can't teach pe- people that don't have the right attitude. Gotcha. So, so he's got. It, it, so do you think some of his nutritional habits and lack of like is adding to that? Like he's just not. Yeah. He doesn't have the temperament to. Probably a big candy eater. Yeah. And the parents may or may not just give it to him right. to shut him up. 
type of thing. Common. Yeah. Like I said, crack. I mean, it's like yeah. they have almost meltdowns if you don't. Yeah. You deal with some really young ones. I do. Our youngest is five, uh, and our oldest is sixty-seven right now. Yeah. Wow. Um, the sixty-seven-year-old. He's he's a teacher now, but um, he came from another school. Uh, the oldest, I produced as a black belt he was already black belt when he came to me but he tested for his black belt for me too at 65 and he did everything that the young young people did um to get his black belt and it's it's not easy like we we don't make it easy for them we don't want it to be easy right yeah well that's a good thing yeah you get through your program you know you earned it yes do you guys do you teach any um meditative practices or is that kind of absolutely yeah um everything is energy Right, right. And I've just had this. I just had this talk with some of my jujitsu friends because I was. I threw a couple of them on my knees, which is. Um, it's easier to throw someone standing up than it is on your knees. It's easier to get in position on your knees than it is standing up because they don't have a whole lot, lot, lot of play. I'm stepping back and forth because they're on their knees as well. Um, but I, I, I threw. I forgot what the question was. I, um, meditation. Oh. Um, and so the guy was like, man, you threw me easy. I was like, well, everything's energy. I read your energy. Yep. And you use your energy against them. You, you dictated how I was going to throw you. Um, and so that's being the same thing with, with your mind. Your mind's energy. It's constantly working. Oh, boy. If you don't slow it down, you don't take... I meditate the most going down um, Dunlop Avenue. And the person behind me, you know, the light turns green. And I take my foot off the brake to hit the gas. And they're already blowing their horn. I gotta take a deep breath. So I do teach a lot of breathing. Um, I live by 39 rules, 30, 38 rules, and rule number one is breathe. Uh, life starts and ends with a breath. So it could be a meditative breath and the fact that I take a deep breath in, um, deep breath out, so I can just not... Follow it and focus on it. Yeah. And then we will sit down and we'll do five minutes of just breathing in through Good. your nose, out through your mouth. You know, um, I live on the river, so sometimes when the noceums aren't out, I'll go sit and watch the sunrise, and I'll do my breathing then because your energy is the strongest in the morning. Right. And uh, try to clear my mind, and depends on my uh, depends on my schedule for the day, of course. But so it's all encompassing. Yes. I know Joanna, my daughter, enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Um, Last thing, why don't you tell us a little bit how to get a hold of you, how to reach Musul if you're taking new okay. uh, students, you know, um, you know, phone number and, and all that, how sure. people can get a hold of you. And I'm going to sure. put it in the notes for everybody listening to. It'll be in the notes. So, but I'll let Shelby uh, tell us how to reach us because I'm a believer. That's why I wanted Shelby on here. I really think the martial arts are a great thing. I, I've personally never done it. I do believe in them and I... My daughter did it, and uh, I just you know read a lot about it, and I think it's a great thing. So I'll let Shelby tell us how to reach him so he can help you do what you need to do. Sure. Uh, the name of the school is Mosul Martial Arts. We're located right next door to uh, Maxwell Fitness, yep. uh, 5889 South Williamson Boulevard. We're unit 1313 through 1316, so you enter in on 1316. Phone number is 386-322-0508, and our... Um, Web address is Mosul, M-U-S-O-O-L dot O-R-G, Mosul.org, and you can find a lot of information, our schedule, and we have camps for kids, and then um, the adult training is uh, Monday through Thursday. I teach Tuesday, Thursday, the, the class, and then my brown belts teach the Monday, Wednesday class. And I'll have all these in the notes. It'll be in, typed up in the notes, so you can pull it off and... Naturally, you can contact either of us and we can get you the information. Absolutely. 
So without further ado, I would like to thank our sponsor today, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They're very, very fit, as I've said before. Great, great real estate agents and uh, podcast isn't free. They are our sponsor. They can be reached at thegildengroup.com or 386-451-2412. And until we speak again, be max fit and be max well. Mm-hmm.